Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Leafs podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano, sometimes better known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. You can find me on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Hit up the show on Twitter as well at Leafs. Pleased to be joined today by Sportsnet and NHLPA contributor Dave Morissuti. What's going on, bud? Not much, Mike, or shall I say Al's brother. How are you? I am doing all right. I'm doing okay. Uh, just like everyone, just trying to go day by day through this quarantine and COVID-19 world, missing hockey, missing hockey a lot, actually. But, uh, there's some news coming out that we may get some hockey in July, which is very exciting. So I'm going to get your thoughts on that uh, in just a moment, but coming up later in the show, also, we're going to be unveiling part one of our Maple Leafs all-time roster draft. We're going to be doing a dueling draft and we'll alternate selections and try and put together the best Leafs teams that we can. We're going to pick 12 forwards, 60, two goaltenders each. The rules will be as follows. We could take one player from the 50s, one player from the 60s, one player from the 70s, one player from the 80s, and then unlimited from the 90s and 2000s. The reason why we did that is because both Dave and I are young-ish people and we only really started watching hockey in the late 90s 2000s so for us to kind of pick between somebody who played in the 60s and someone who played you know in the 90s and 2000s and and current day is kind of tough for us to do because well we only really have been watching for the last two decades um so but there are plenty plenty of players who through the 50s 60s 70s and 80s who are all-time greats that, you know, everybody knows who they are and you know that they're superstars and you want them on your team. So we're going to have to figure out who those guys are and when we're going to take them in this draft. But uh, that's that's really going to be fun. I'm looking forward to do that, doing that with you. Uh, but first, I do want to get your thoughts on some of the rumblings that have been coming out of the hockey world. Uh, I spoke about it on yesterday's podcast quickly. Just want to get your thoughts about um, – the Florida president, Matt Caldwell, came out and basically said that uh, they're they're looking to do four or five neutral site games with, with pretty much no fans uh, to start off. And then Gary Bettman kind of uh, doubled down on that with his conversation with Rod McClain on Sportsnet. Uh, a couple of cities that are being recognized, Edmonton, Minnesota, and Carolina reported as, as some host cities. Uh, what are your thoughts on all of that? Do you think it could work? Um, the thing is, yeah, I, I think it, it, it's a potential, it's a potentially viable option because, you know, they're looking at cities that are sort of dealing with the COVID-19, uh, pandemic a little better than others, I would say. Um, but a lot of these cities, you know, I think, uh, the Alberta premier talked about this yesterday and that while there's nothing formal being to, like being presented, you know, they're still going to be going with whatever their medical doctors are going to suggest. And I think that's going to be the big hurdle for the NHL is they got to not only find a city with the right arena. I mean, that's the big thing Batman says. They need the facilities that the NHL arenas provide, but also a city that's going to be willing to give them the green light to have players travel, come in. And I mean, I know they're going to probably keep this as bare minimum in terms of staffing available and players are not going to be allowed to just venture around the cities. So there's still a lot of, you know, things that they have to iron out, but it's encouraging to know that they are looking out for that, that possibility because we we can tell that the NHL doesn't want to give up on the season yet. And I don't think there's a reason to give up on the season just yet. I know some people yeah. are, 
are i know a lot of people who may not understand especially in our situation as we work in uh sports some are just saying let's just end the season you know kibosh and start afresh next year but it's like you know there's still imagine if you're a player that went through all that you know all that just to have your season wiped out and then not have the chance to try to compete for a cup i think there's they understand that there's got to be some give and take, but it's at least um, encouraging to know that they are pushing forward. Definitely. I really, I really do think that we are going to end up getting hockey. It seems like uh, we will. The States, they're more so looking to open up the economy and open up uh, some things pretty quickly. uh, As I believe Georgia is kind of the first state who closed down, who's starting to reopen things a little bit so state by state it looks like they're going to be doing that um canada not quite ready to open up yet and, and i don't think that we're ready to open up either you know I, we've stumped the curve but uh, in order to keep it you know as slowed down as possible i think we got a social distance for a little bit longer which makes sense whether it's saying you know it's still probably a whole two-month timeline before we get back to hockey um but that being said uh i i think that this could work and but for sure the player's gonna have to buy in they're going to have to be pretty much keep on lockdown during the season just to make sure that no one gets it. Cause the second one player uh, gets infected, it's, it's game over. And and then the season's really written off. Cause then you got to stop everything for another two weeks. You know, once one player gets it, it's, it's going to be done. So, uh, but I think it, it, it could work. It really could work. The thing that I think is interesting. And, and the one last thing that I'm going to ask you about is, I saw reports that the NHL, they'll be monitoring the NFL draft that's going to be going down tonight and for the rest of the weekend. And the fact that they're doing it virtually, and I think that's just because the NHL knows that they're going to have to do it virtually however they decide to do it. And uh, so they want to see how it gets done. But also there's conversations of whether or not they do it before play resumes, which to me, there's a couple of problems with that. Um, mainly there's still some teams who are in it. And if they want to finish out the regular season, there's some teams that are currently in lottery positions that if they were to hold the draft lottery and hold the draft beforehand could potentially win a draft lottery position and then end up rattling off a bunch of wins. Once play resumes, make it into the playoffs and still win the cup. Could you imagine if a team like let's say Minnesota, who's just one point out of the playoffs, wins the draft lottery, gets Lafreniere, and then two months later go on an absolute tear and win the Stanley Cup. Like, how upset would you be if you were a Detroit or a Sens fan? Oh, I would absolutely be. uh, Like, uh, this whole idea of trying to do the draft with no season being concluded or, like, with the season still in flux, I, there's a couple of other parts you have to remember well, too. Is trades. That, well, you trade. have to be able to do trades. How are you going to, exactly. Like if I'm a team and, you know, first round picks become hot commodities. And if you want to get a player from another team, you can't, how are you going to trade for a guy that's on another team and playing? And, you know, if I'm, let's, let's say the Leafs wanted to trade a guy for a first round pick. Well, the Leafs need as many players as they can on this current roster to make a run for the playoffs. So, there's just so many complications with that idea, and I, I don't think GMs are going to want to go for it. And I don't even think agents are going to want their you know prospects to go through a situation like that because there's just way too many unknowns. There's too many variables that are going to impact the way the draft will go. So if I'm uh, if I'm the league, I'm 
that's not exactly i know he maybe batman was just throwing out the possibility but you know when batman throws something out it means it's been talked about for sure and it's not something i think that's been uh welcomed with open arms right now yeah and and keep in mind you know he said that these are just things that are being discussed nothing is set in stone nothing's been penned in it's all in pencil and they're just taking every idea they can and they're just trying to get hockey back up and running uh, as quickly as possible, but also as safely as possible, because safety, first and foremost, is uh, is their main priority, or so they say. That's another argument, because some would argue, well, just cancel it entirely if you want to be completely safe. But I don't want to see that. So, <laughs> Anyways, um, all right, so we got that out of the way. Uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll get uh, we'll get the first half of our draft uh, underway. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Locked On Lease podcast. Mike DiStefano alongside me today is Dave Morissuti. Dave, today is the NFL draft, and it's actually one of my favorite events on the sporting calendar every year, whether it's the NFL draft, the NHL draft, the NBA draft. And I'm one of those weirdos that actually sits there and watches and refreshes MLB.com during the MLB draft. I cannot get enough draft content. I love it so much. So in the spirit of it being draft week in the NFL, I thought this would be a fun time to do kind of an NHL mock draft. Uh, and let's try and pick the all-time greatest leaps. Uh, so I kind of outlined it earlier, what we're going to do, 12, D, 12 boards each team, 60 each team, two goalies each team. We could take one player from the 50s through to uh, to the 80s era, so one in each era, and then uh, unlimited in the 90s and 2000s. Um, and do you have any other questions about how we're going to do this draft? No, but I'm sure if I make a mistake, you're going to point it out. So <laughs> I think uh, I think I'm good, though. All right. And since I'm the host, I'm going to think of a number between one and 34. And you have to say whether or not it's over 16 or under 16. So hold on a second. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, un- under 17. Sorry. Over or under 17. Yeah, guess. I got it. I'm going to go under. Wrong. The number was 24, which means I get the first overall pick. And with the first overall pick in the Locked On Leafs, first ever, hopefully to be an annual thing, although I can't, I guess it can't really be annual because we'll pretty much be the same teams every year almost. The first overall pick, I am going to take... I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get right to my Leafs greats right away. Bjorn, Bjorn Salming. I'm going with Salming. Defenseman. Well, you know what? The Leafs, think about it. How many good defensemen do they really have they had in their entire franchise history? Well, not a lot. <laughs> not a lot, but I there are some that have moved on to other teams and have done well. So, but yeah. Barney Salming is by far the best uh, defenseman the Leafs have ever had. So I cannot argue against uh, that pick whatsoever. Yeah, and I'm going to use him as my 80s player. So my 80s player is gone. Salming, my captain, he's going to be a power play for my quarterback. 
He's my first overall pick for my team. Who do you take second overall in the draft? You know, uh, I'm glad you went defense first because I'm going to go with a center. And I really debated between the two. Um, But I'm going to go new school. And I'm going to go with Austin Matthews. Oh. Because if there is a guy that I think about when you want to start your team, you want to start center. Uh, Matthews, I think, you know, what he's shown the last few years since he's joined the Leafs, uh, he is going to be one of the greats if he were to stick around with the Leafs for his whole career. So I'm going to go Austin Matthews with the first overall pick in my, well, second overall pick, my first pick. So you think Austin Matthews is going to go down as a potential top, well, he's the top three Leaf of all time when all said and done. I think if he sticks with the Leafs, if he stays with the, with the Leafs, he has that potential. Wow. He's 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 closing in on 200 goals. Uh, yeah. once he has 158, and this is only year, and he hasn't even finished his fourth year. Okay, man. Now what am I gonna do? Hmm. I am going to take. Dave Keon. Let's keep going with the old guys. I'm going to take all the greats. I'm just going to take all the greats. That's what I'm going to do. So Dave Keon, who is who is actually ranked the number one Leafs when they did the top 100 list a couple of years ago in their in their centennial list, he was the number one Leaf of all time. And getting him with the third pick, that's a steal, an absolute steal, Dave. Thank you very much. You gave me my top two picks that I wanted to take. <laughs> and I got them both. Thank you very much. Well, you also ensured that I got the second guy that I was debating between Matthews. Yep. And that is the arguably the guy that Matthews is trying to chase. We Dave Keon, phenomenal player. And I agree that he is deserving of being the top leaf of all time. But there is a player that I think gets, you know, it's hard to overlook the guy who leads the team in scoring in terms of all time leaves. And that is. Matt Sundin. Yes, sir. Having a Matthew Sundin one-two punch, uh, I'm pretty pretty stoked about that. That's not bad. That is not bad at all, my friend. So you're going to go with Matt Sundin. And was it yesterday, I believe, was uh, the anniversary of the their last series win, right? Was it yesterday or two days ago? I think it was yesterday, the last series went back in 04. Yeah, against uh, Ottawa. Yeah, so Matt Sundin, captain of that team. Okay. Oh, man, where am I going to go here? I think uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep with my, with my old men. I'm going to keep going back to the well. Because I think there's there's just so many great players from the 90s and 2000s that I really want to stock up on these greats while I can. And you're just, you just, you're leaving me Daryl Sittler. Like, you're just giving I me am, Sittler. I am giving you Sittler. And he's, yeah, no, I, 10-point game. I mean, there's hard to argue that he has a very special place in Leafs history. So that's a, that is a very, very good pick. Oh, Daryl Sittler is an absolute beauty. I'm currently actually at my house staring at an autographed stick from, uh, it's not from that game, but it's a commemorative stick that has all the stats and he signed the blades. 
currently staring at it, and it's telling me, if you don't pick me right now, you are an idiot. So there we go. Daryl Sittler with the fifth pick. I can't believe that I legitimately have my top three selections in in uh, in, in this draft. This is this is going swimmingly. All right, who are you taking with your next pick? Man, um, you know, I'm trying to debate whether I go way back in the day. Um, but I think I think it's time for me to honor get a little toughness on this team. Ooh. And I'm gonna go with the guy who scored a cup winning goal for the Leafs. All uh, right. I think I know where you're going. Uh this this gentleman here scored a goal on a broken foot. And it might be a little early to take him, but I think when you got a guy of his pedigree and what he has accomplished over his career, especially for the Leafs in those 60s teams, I'm going to go with Mr. Uh, Bobby Bond. Bobby Bond. Yes, sir. Nice selection, sir. Nice selection. So Bobby Bond, in what era are you? Uh, so that would be a 60s, 60s, right? 60s? That would be a 60s pick, yes. All right. So Bobby Bond. All right. And the benefit too, and I also want to add, he was a right-handed shot. Yes, he was. And that's a very, very hard quality to find. If you look at Leafs defensemen, not a lot of right-handed shot. So no, <laughs> no, there's not picking him. Um. Oh man! All right. So who am I gonna take now? Let me think. Do I go, do I try and find myself another D here? No, not yet. Not yet. Let's, yeah, no, I'm going to, I'm going to go get some defensemen. And this is, this is cheating. This is basically me cheating, but there is a player, Hall of Famer that played two seasons with the Leafs in the nineties. So he totally counts. He is oh, fair game. I know exactly who you're talking about. And he was He's available. about. Larry Murphy. Oh, he was the guy that Larry Murphy. You uh, talk about stud defenseman. Larry Murphy, longtime frenemy of Leafs Nation, obviously being with the with the Montreal Canadiens during their studly years. But Larry Murphy, having uh, finishing up his career with a couple of seasons in Toronto, uh, wasn't able to bring home the cup, but did have two pretty good seasons. And uh, so I think this is a pretty good pick for him. And and it's 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 a good steal. And I'm glad for my top pairing to be uh, Larry Murphy and Bjorn Solman. That is a very very good uh, good way to get that set up. I'm gonna go with a defenseman as well, and I'm gonna go with a guy who. Recently watching these Leafs Rewind games, not realizing how huge of a role he played in just, uh, especially at a young age. Uh, you know, he started his Leafs career in the 90s. You, it's always hard. Like, he was on the Leafs for so long, from 98 all the way until he got traded to Boston in 2011. And I'm going to go with Mr. Thomas Caberlet. Tommy Caberlet. All right. Do you see he's out there Ubering right now, like Uber Eatsing right now? Oh, it's during COVID. Like, <laughs> I love it watching like on Twitter and seeing random people be like, yeah, Thomas Caberlet just dropped off my Uber Eats. Like what? <laughs> and I think, uh, was it 
I think I saw yesterday somebody they named their cat Cabriolet after Thomas Cabriolet, and and he ended up coming delivering, and he was like, "Oh my god, I named my cat after you. Can I take a picture of you?" And he did, and yeah. then put it up on uh, on Twitter. It was it was hilarious. But no, Cabriolet, he was an absolute beast uh, for the Leafs through the two thousands. Him and McCabe, uh, you know, Caber, the two of them were truly a, a top pair. And I, the Leafs just haven't had a solid top pair like that since them either. No, they haven't. And Kyrie, he's very versatile. He can play the right side a bit. Um, but he was the way he moved the puck, the passes he would make. Oh, it's I would take him on this team right now, given how, you know, the state of the defense. And, you know, people always said the one thing they wish he did more was shoot. But he was also a great setup, man. So uh, it's hard to. Hard to not have Cabriolet on this list for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, next up with the 10th overall selection in the draft, I'm going to take. Uh, who am I going to go with here? Hmm. Think of between two different people. I'm going to go with. Do I want to go new school or old school? What do I want to do? You want to go new school or old school? I'll let you make my pick for me. Hmm. I kind of want to see you gone with a lot of old school. I want to see who you're going to go with new school. All right. New school, 10th overall selection. Let's go with Mitch Marner. We need Ooh. a little bit. We need a little speed. We need a lot of skill on this team. You know, someone's got to set up Daryl Sittler and Dave Keon. How, why not Mitch Marner? You know, what? So I, I, get, that'd be a good pick. Let's get Mitchell Marner. On this squad. All right. Next up for you. All right. Well, I'm going to go with uh, Mitch Marner's idol and my brother's favorite leaf. I mean, I was kind of, you know, I, I always know about this guy and what he, he did. Uh, arguably one of the top leaf seasons in 92, 93. That is uh, Mr. Doug Gilmore. Yeah, that, those were the two players I was debating. Doug Gilmore and Mitch Marner, and you made me take Marner so you could have Gilmore. You savage. You savage human being. You know what? The great thing about Gilmore is he can line up with Matthews, and he can be the setup man for Matthews, and uh, he can play a little center too. Uh, so I like – I like. I mean, Gilmore, he might be a little undersized, some people thought, but he didn't play like that. So I, I uh, it's hard to not go with uh, Gilmore here. All right, Dougie Gilmore off the board. That was my next pick. No longer. All right. All right, the first five rounds in the books. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Be sure again to uh, to tune in tomorrow to hear part two, and then again uh, the following day to hear part three of this three-part all-time Leafs team mock dual draft between myself and Dave Morissuti. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Uh, and, uh, you know, the first five, yeah, these are some well-known names. There's some Hall of Famers on this list, and there's some future Hall of Famers, I think, uh, that we've selected so far. Let's see what other players that we could select so far. So you're definitely going to want to tune in. Um, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast, though. So thank you for listening. Uh, you can subscribe to Lockdown Leafs Podcast and all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow the show on Twitter at Lockdown Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at Dave underscore 
sorry, at D underscore Morisuti. Be sure to check back in tomorrow for part two of this three-part series. In the meantime, check out the Locked On NHL podcast for some more great hockey content. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked On Leafs.